We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, you can see I got a new shirt, baby. It is Scissor Me Daddy Ass Time in the Blue Wire Studio. Shout out to the Acclaim. They have arrived. If you guys are not aware, we're going to be talking wrestling. We're not on today's show. Right. We have that show coming up still for you guys later in the week. Today, we are talking boxing. It is Canelo week here in Vegas. Always one of our favorite weeks. It's a pretty good week. It was a little better when Mayweather had the week, but I'm not mad For at obvious it. reasons. Yes. RIP to the urban loitering. Yeah, it's not the same. It is not. We'll talk about that and everything that goes along with Canelo, Triple G3, the trilogy fight, where people are like, yo, why do you need a trilogy? It's a draw. It's a win. You don't got to run it back. But we'll talk about their previous fights how we scored the fights, and why this fight matters so much still, even after Canelo lost his last one and everything that's surrounding that. Stacked undercard on that fight as well. Bam Rodriguez leading the way in the co-main. That kid is special if you haven't watched him. We'll talk about that. Last weekend, I was at Social Gloves. <laughs> we got to talk about influencer boxing. Uh. It's, the, it's the hot new thing in boxing. All the kids are doing it, Dre, so we got to talk about it. And, of course, we'd be remiss if we also didn't talk about breaking news, which we'll start about, start talking about now. Crawford, Spence, all the hurdles are cleared. Just some language with the lawyers. Without Heyman. Dot, dot that's what it really is. It's really <laughs> without Heyman. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Uh, dot and I here, crossing the T there. Looks like we're finally getting the fight November 19th, right here in Vegas. Urban loitering or no urban Oh, there's definitely urban. That fight? I don't know. There's, it's a different type of urban loitering when Nebraska comes out. Yeah, you might want to be careful. Yo, those <clears> Nebraska, <throat> they, they're not a lot of them. They come strong. Yeah. They, yeah. they flood Vegas. Nebraska and, and Texas. And they're some wild boys. Nebraska and Texas coming to Vegas. Oh, man. Right before Thanksgiving. Bud's mom, Miss Deborah. I wonder if she's cooking. I don't know. It looked like she'd make a mean pot of green. Yeah, but she ain't gonna cook around. I need a plate. Terrence gotta make sure he make weight. But I, I mean, dude, look, we've been waiting for this fight for 
four, four or five years, about as long as we've been waiting for Canelo Triple G. Yep. At least they years. fought a couple times. So finally, this fight is happening November 19th. What I, what I wonder is how well this will do on pay-per-view. I think it's going to do pretty well. I think so, too. But I, I, does it crack a million? I think they could pull some strings. It's, if it cracks a million, it's like at a million. Does it do more than Canelo Triple G? Yes, because we don't know the back end of the zone, and still there's a paywall, and there's a bunch of other factors. Well, you can still get it on pay per view, right? Like you if could. you get it, you if gotta you get pay it, like an absorbent fee. Right? Actually, you don't. Here's the funny thing about the zone, right? You see, if you have a subscription, it's sixty nine dollars. Yeah. And if you don't, it's eighty nine dollars. How much is a subscription? Twenty bucks. <laughs> so you're basically it's the same price. It's a, it's a regular pay per view price. So. There'll be some transparency there. Are pay-per-views now $89? Dude, they're so expensive. I haven't had to pay for one in so, many, <laughs> so long. I sound so privileged and out of touch. It's it, They are like 90 bucks for a pay-per-view. UFC fans just be shelling it they out don't care. every month. They pay. Look, somebody asked me, would you pay for uh, Triple G Canelo? I was like, did you pay for Nate Diaz versus <laughs> Tony Ferguson? Yes, I'm going to pay for it. Yes. I would. If I had to. Yeah, but I don't have to. No. I'll be there. Yeah, that, that is also true. But I also still don't have to pay for it for my grandmother to watch. Because, yeah, no, I'm not paying for it. But to those who pay for it, I applaud you. Yeah, Keeping I, the business alive. Keeping me employed. So the other thing is, with this fight, yes, the, it's all about the main event, right? What's going to be on the undercard? I, I'm curious who they're going to put on this undercard. Deontay Wilder, just he's got a good undercard. Yes. He's got Caleb Plant versus Anthony Durrell in the co-main event. Which, they don't like each other. So it should make for good fight week yep. stuff. I talked to Deontay this week, too. We had an interesting conversation. Deontay's <laughs> every, my man. Every right? conversation with Deontay is an interesting conversation. It is. But I chuckle because the last time you talked to Deontay, we ended, you damn near ended up getting blackballed from a press conference. It <laughs> <laughs> ended up on some real, real wild shit. So that, that's funny to me. For those who don't know, the, the why, I asked Deontay, it was Black History Month, and I asked him if he was looking to make black history against Tyson Fury, like have an historic moment. And people was like, that's racist. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> do you ask Canelo if he's fighting on Cinco de Mayo, if he's racist, if he says, fighting for my Mexican people? You don't do that. I asked Deontay if he's fighting for, trying to make black history, and he was like, I'm trying to make black history. Yeah. And the thing was, me and Deontay had talked about it the day before. But no, Fox exempts like, why would Andreas ask that? Almost, He's racist. Almost told you not to pass the mic. <laughs> Yo, don't give Andreas the mic. You don't know. Right. They were like, oh, <laughs> why would he do that? So like, you know why. You know why I'm you know, here. You know why. <laughs> Stop playing, man. It, it, but it's, it's, a, it's an okay question. We've never had a black fighter fight in February for Black History Month. And I wanted to see black history made. I wanted to ask. Eddie Hearn asked Canelo that today. He was like, Viva Mexico, cabrones. Everyone went crazy. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> like, black history, they're like, boo! <laughs> what the hell's wrong with y'all? So, yeah, that, that, that's... Oh, so I we, can't wait for that interview. We, we did a... We talked about Till This Day. We talked about mental health. We talked about... Radio uh, Raheem? Did he bring up Radio Raheem? No, or does the quote just live now without the, Radio it, Raheem? Yeah, it, it, it's okay. left him alone and oh, okay. the quote is taken off. Uh but yeah, me and Deontay, we talked about him coming back. We talked about him, the Fury fights. He still thinks Fury is a cheater. Okay. It's like, all right. He says he's a man of principle. He's going to never let it go. He's a cheater. So there's that. Sir, whatever, you, whatever you want to believe, sir. Uh, he says he wants to fight Anthony Joshua. Uh, he asked him about his, his uh, R&B album. 
Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> I asked him. I was, I was sk- like, skip right to that part of the like, interview first. <laughs> this is the first thing I asked him. I said, so you were bored, huh? <laughs> you sat at home and you were like, I'm going to make a song. He told me the whole process of making this song. He produced it and everything. That's he can crazy. play the piano. Dante's crazy. Yeah. He just said, he's got a lot of money and nothing to do. So now he's, he's back in action. Oh, I like it. Can't wait to watch that fight from Barclays, October 15th. Everyone's wondering. It's packed. Act day in boxing. That's a stupid day. I don't know how this should happen. When <laughs> Look, so. Deontay Wilder, Robert Hellenius. Yep. I was just came from Devin Haney's workout. He was late, so I didn't get a chance to interview him. Oh, okay. So I had somebody else. David Haney, George Cambosis, Clarissa Shields, Slavana Marshall, yep. Alicia Baumgartner, Michaela Mayer on the undercard. What's the other fight? And there's a Showtime fight that night as well. I'll find it. But it's it's another fight where it's like, yo, I can't. I can't miss that. Like, what are we doing? You got the whole month of October. And y'all choose to have all the fights on the same night? That's crazy. I don't think there's really any fights the weekend right after that. October 22nd? No. No. Nothing of, like, consequence. Nope. There's not even a UFC card. Going on after that. No, UFC is off. So that week, we also have Haney. No, I don't know. I guess that might be three fights. But what makes it worse is that well, not worse, better, depending on how you look at it. They're going to be staggered. Yeah. Because London, Australia, New York. Yep. Be in front of my TV. We could, listen, we could watch them all. The fourth fight was uh, Vitor Belfort versus Hasim Rahman. Oh, Jesus. That's the night, That moved to November 19th. Yeah, they, got, they pushed that off. Because they were like, um, nah. Yeah. We ain't doing this. Instead, they're still doing a card that day. It's just from London. Oh, they yeah, they're, yeah, okay. Some other people yeah. on it. Y'all don't care about that. No, no, that's not like a must watch. But still, packed, packed boxing weekend. We'll talk about all that when it, when it comes up. Let's go back to last weekend. It's where we got to start. Wait, wait, wait. Before we do that, your prediction, Crawford Spence, who wins? If I ask you today to make a pick. Oh, my prediction's not changing. But, but, but stopping. Hmm. <laughs> 10th round, right? Yeah, let's go 10th. So, but stops him in the 10th. So I've said, like, uh, for many years, I've said Errol Spence is too big. I yep. still think he's too big. But I think I work against him now. Okay. Uh, he's not stronger than Bud. He is bigger than Bud. He is not physically stronger than Bud. He might be, but the, but no. the issue is... Like moving, like, pushing weight around, like, physical strength. Bud, Bud lifts and trains... And hits like he's 190 pounds. He got like freak country strength. See, I wouldn't necessarily say necessarily stronger. I think, you know. He's strong. He I, might be one of pound for pound strongest boxers in the world. But that's, that's not what not I think. The pound for I don't pound think that's, gonna, that's what's going to win him the fight. Win him the fight. Like, I'm tired of it because everybody uses it. The X-ray with the dog in it. Yeah. That's what Bud has. That, that is what Bud Like, the, he, he's different. And again, I didn't. I the only when I changed my predictions when I saw what he did to Sean Porter. Yep, I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna pummel Spence's body." I don't know if he. Be, I still don't know if he beats him. I'm be, I'm picking Bud today because Arrow's so technically sound. He's very good. He's a very good body puncher. He's very. He's tall. He's rangy. He's an excellent boxer. He gives a lot of people the blues, and he'll be up for this fight. But right now, I'm gonna pick Bud. I'm gonna say a decision. I don't think anybody's gonna get knocked out. I think he stops, hmm. and the place goes. Crazy. This is how we'll be there. You asked about urban loitering. So I've had all of my rapper friends are already like, 
Oh. What I got to do? What I got to do to get a ticket? I'm like, dog, I'm not promoting the show. When I got the report this morning, early, and I was like, yo, okay, we're breaking this today. Shout out to Coppinger at ESPN. I was like, okay, so we're breaking this today? I text Cop. I was like, finally. And he's just like, yes, good luck to your benches. Yep. And I was just like, I, I don't get tickets, people. Let me, let me put this out there first and foremost. I work these events. I don't, you know, mingle and, and hang and rub shoulders with everybody in the industry. I know people, but I don't know as many people as this man. I don't get tickets like that. I don't know why people immediately started asking me for tickets. Because that's what they do. Everybody asks for tickets. I got people in my DMs right now asking me for tickets. <laughs> Certain people, I get tickets. Like, you know, I've done it before. But if you just regular dude off the street, like, I'm not getting you. What, what I look like? <laughs> I don't know you. What I look like. What well, I getting you tickets? Like, I'm going, yes, I'll be at the fight. Yes. I don't know if you'll be at the fight. It ain't got nothing to do with me. Buy your own goddamn tickets. That's the key. They go on sale. Buy them. Buy t- but this fight, I feel like it's big. It's it's big for black people. All, all black people want to come out. Yeah. To this. My entire mention is like, oh, we flying to Vegas? Yo, when we leaving? Oh, we outside? I'm like, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I'm at every fight, but sure. Sure. We are outside. Yeah, it's a big one. Anyway. I don't have I, nothing but black people in Blue Wire Studios. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't think it's the NBA all second. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be scary. Jordan going to come in and be like, yo, y'all done packed this. Yeah. Going to look like the Palladium in the 90s. Deep yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be a wild week in November. It's going to be cold as hell. That's my only concern. November 19th is the week before Thanksgiving, right? Is it yep. the week before? You asked for people to shell out another $90 for a pay-per-view. It's the only dates that you could have really done, right? But still, goddamn, it's cold. How can do it in the spring? In the famous words of Cardi B. A hoe don't get cold. So, oh, no. so if, if that's the weekend, we all out there. You don't see guys dressed like Migos or now dressed like all these young whippersnappers like with the ski mask on. We're like, oh, it's cold. Like, wear my rhinestone ski mask. Get robbed. I think they do the rob. No, probably not. No, if you got rhinestones on your ski mask, you get robbed. You don't do the rob. Just rob your <laughs> Royce's rhinestone do-rag. Yes. <laughs> okay. We got to have Royce on the show that week. I've already talked to Royce. I feel like from jump, this show is eight years old. We had Royce on year two, one going into two. It's been seven years. Our topic with Royce was who wins, Crawford or Spence. Damn. Seven years ago, we asked him that question. What do you say? I think he picked Errol on some real technical. You know, that's the thing. And I see Royce do this online, not to go on the tent. But he plays the middle of the road better than anyone I've ever heard. Yeah, Nichols good. Bro. He'll give you both sides, like, yo, oh well, this guy sure would. But you know what? Bud got so I was like, make your pick. So if Royce when Royce comes on the show, like, make your pick, Royce. We stand and buy it. So that's gonna be incredible week. But my pick's not changing. Bud by stoppage. The round may change as the weeks come closer. I wanna say eight. Damn. So as I see Bud like on fight week, I might be like, it took him 10 to yeah. finish Sean. How are you going to finish Errol and eight? I think the motivation level is entirely different. Like, Errol's not going to be motivated. Cue up <clears throat> the meme with the dog in the chest. Yeah, There's I know, like I know. five dogs in the chest for this fight. He's been waiting so long for this. 
yeah, it's no, a different it's, level of hunger. It's huge. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that fight. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Sneaky good card, Dre. I was in LA. Paint the picture. It took me an hour and 15 minutes to get from my hotel to this stupid arena. So I missed the whole entire undercard. I don't know nobody on this undercard, but just to let you know, I missed it. I got there. The credential office was closed already hmm. for social gloves box. I was like, ain't this some shit. I had to text him. All right, cool. Shout out to Bernie. I had to come outside and oh, get me. Oh, my man Bernie. Yep. <laughs> to come out and get me. Credential office already closed. I'm like, damn. But I get there in time to see the fights I wanted to see. I see the Corey kid from MTV, who I know from the challenge. I guess he's on Teen Mom now. I don't watch any of that shit. I have no idea what you You really about. don't have. I mean, you could watch the challenge. The challenge is dope, but like, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's gone a little bit over the line. Of, except they do a bunch of like wild shit. I'm an OG challenge fan, like CT, Johnny Bananas challenge. But nonetheless, he's on there. He never wins the challenge. He's fighting. Some other kid I've never seen before that they told me he played basketball like USC or something. Now he's an influencer. I was like, yo, they're fighting a heavyweight fight. They look big as hell. Most boring fight I've probably seen in three years. Damn. And I was like, damn, this ain't going to be a good night. Boy, was I wrong. It was entertaining. Wildly entertaining. I, you know, it's funny. I was at UFC 279 with my phone watching Social Gloves. Somebody walked by me. He's like, you're watching that shit? I was like, you're watching this shit? <laughs> Like, shit, I'm, I'm watching all the shits. Yep. Give me all the shits. We're here so, for yes. all the shits. So, Yo, what time did that car end? Oh, my God. 12, 15? That's what time it ended. Yeah. That's, that's a crime for everybody in the East yeah. Coast. 12, 15. Like, and I'm talking like hands raised. Yeah. After interviews. 12, 15. God damn. The final bell rang at like 11, 50. West Coast time. So people on the East Coast, it's 2, 50. So if you stayed up. You were a fan of these men. But it ended at like 11.50. I called my Uber at 11.51. I was like, I'm beating everybody out of here. It's fairly easy. So everybody was crying. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, shit. <laughs> All 300 people. Crying. No disrespect. It's 300 people. So the last three fights on the card, though. The fight before the co-main. Adrian Peterson versus... Le'Veon Bell. Exhibition. For what it's worth. Adrian Peterson. Not tall wise. Just physically. One of the biggest men I've ever seen in my life. He was a tailback. He's like detail. I understand when they were like, yo, this kid could have played in the pros at 17. He's a grown ass man. Dog. Like he's, there's 3% body fat on this man. He's just jacked. And he walks to the to the ring because I'm standing on the apron. I'm just like, I wouldn't want to fight this guy. Hmm. Le'Veon Bell comes out. He looks athletic. He don't look like that. So I'm like, damn, Le'Veon's in for it. Then they start fighting. Adrian's more like orthodox. Le'Veon's doing a lot of head movement, ducking and shit, like upward, upward angle punches. I was like, this ain't going to end well. Then about two rounds in, I was like, oh, Le'Veon's getting off. Adrian Peterson getting frustrated. Peterson drops his hands. Le'Veon was going to the body. Ducking, going to body, body, body with the left. Adrian goes down to block the body. Right hand, bound right in the face. Folded him. Thought he tore ACL again. Knocked out. Arguing with the ref, like, 
fight over. Le'Veon Bell puts the paws on him. I think getting knocked out on a card with 300 people in the stands is more embarrassing than getting cut. Yeah. I mean, look, man, I have a harder time speaking in front of three people instead of like 3,000. You put 3,000 people in the audience, they look like a blur to me. Yes. You put three people in front of me, I'm like, ooh. Because they're all paying attention. Yes. So this man fought in front of 300 people. Yo, he got hit so hard as I'm watching on my phone. He got hit so hard, his eyes just stayed focused on the, the gods. Like, he was like, God, why? why? As he plummeted to the earth. Slow motion. Look, I, I thought, I did the same thing you did. I was watching, working, watching, and I looked, and I was like, God damn, Adrian Peterson's a big dude. And I watched him get slept, and I was like, those are show muscles. <laughs> Those muscles were for a show. They weren't for work. At all. Walk around looking like handsome Squidward. Yeah, man. He <laughs> doing nothing with all those muscles. Got work. So, yo. And that was just dirty. So I was like, okay. My night is made. That's, that's what I came for. The exhibition fight, someone gets slept. Now we have the co-main. I don't know why this gets top billing over Adrian Peterson. Swaggy Pete. For some black dude I never heard of before. Late be replacement. Face. Supposed to be Blueface. I understand why it wasn't Blueface. Like, you can't go hitting on your girlfriend every other week and then come and collect a pay-per-view paycheck. No, nah, absolutely not. Man beats up his girlfriend on IG Live like yes. every other weekend. Granted, I understand. She beats his ass probably three more times than he beats hers. Why y'all recording is my question. Constantly. She got one tooth missing. Yeah. And thinks it's cute. Ha ha, he knocked out my tooth. Ha ha, he pulled out my hair. I'm like, y'all stop, like, stop posting. That's all I keep saying is like, stop posting. Well, stop hitting each other. But well, secondly, too, if you can't, yes, yeah, stop posting. Yeah, like, why y'all posting this shit? Like, y'all need therapy. Yes. Instagram ain't going to give you no goddamn therapy. No. So that's, and that's not going to end great. So he fumbled the bag. For what it's worth, he would have beat the brace off of Swaggy P. Yo, he was so he terrible. Can fight. <laughs> like, blue facing fights. Yo, Nick Young looks so bad. Like, he has arms wide. He was like, I don't know what this shit is, but this is what he was doing. <laughs> And he throw a punch like this. He throw like the overhands, like yep. slap punch. Tiny was little like, arm circles. Yeah. Then he turn his back and do it like a pirouette. I said, like, "What is this man doing?" He didn't know what he was doing. Nah, man. Nick Young boxing was the epitome of the, the meme where he's shooting the three and he's like turned around. Yeah. This is boxing. It's like you it missed. It was all bad. Yeah. And he's full like dad bod, Nick Young too. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. I listen. I'm talking about nobody's body. We all trying to get in the gym. We all trying to look a little better. Shout out to Angelo Dawkins. Beat me there. I'm going to catch up, dog. <laughs> but someone in the mentions called him Flabby P. Yeah. I was in tears. <laughs> yeah. Literal tears when I saw that shit. But not so. I think he just wanted out. He gets. They say the fight was called due to headbutt. Oh, man. I'm on the apron. I got the video. Yeah. Ain't nobody headbutting. No, you, 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 I, I watched your video. He spun around and fell out the ring and was like, <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. That's guys. it. <laughs> I thought I thought my man from security that came to catch him and like carry him yeah. away. I was like, is he just gonna carry him away like a damsel in distress? Like, don't do that. Don't go out like that. Don't go out like that, sir. Oh man, that's what exactly what it looked like. Like he just came to get scooped up. Yep. Take oh. him to the back. Like security did JoJo in the Jodice concert that I referenced a year ago. <laughs> JoJo passed out drunk. Security just scooped his ass up like he was trash and carried him off like a damsel in distress. That's it. So <sighs> Swaggy P did not have the best of the night. Says no. he wants to fight again. No, he doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's paying for that. Shit, no. Main event, though. Sneaky good fight. Yeah. Probably going to end up one of my favorite fights of the year between anyone. Well, no, it's not that high. But it was entertaining as hell. Anton Gibb 
or Nissan Gib, whatever. Nissan Gib, which is big nose. Yeah, in reverse. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so backwards is crazy. Yeah, I learned that when he fought uh, Jake Paul. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? Oh, shit. Big nose. I got you. Yeah, that's funny. So he went toe to toe with Austin McBroom, yep. who is the guy who runs social. Club. All right. Don't know who Austin McBroom is because he's YouTube, family YouTube. Cool. When I tell you, of the 300 people, he brought some people out. Granted, I didn't know half of them, but the influencers were out. Everyone, which pissed me off, he's entering and everyone's over there trying to get like their selfie videos and stupid stuff for the gram and for TikTok. I'm like, fuck. So they're getting in my way. But Chris Brown was there hmm. watching. He was sitting next to Regis Progress. Hmm. He got walked out by YG and Tiger. And I was like, okay. God, he did all that. See Breezy. Like, you got see Breezy out? See, that's embarrassing. For those who haven't watched, we haven't got to the end yet this whole time. (laughs) So, first round, Austin McBroom comes out. Anderson Gibb catches. Or, excuse me, McBroom catches Anderson Gibb. Boom, left hand. Right cross. Oh, Anderson Gibb. Anderson Gibb is down. McBroom stands on top of him. Yeah, he flexed on him. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, he put... You putting on the show. Gibb survives that round. Boy, the ass whooping Gibb <laughs> handed McBroom from that point on. Dropped him five times to the point I'm looking at the ref. I'm trying to record. Right? It was Jack Reese was the ref. Right. I'm looking at the ref. I'm looking at McBroom's corner who's right next to me. I'm looking at the ref. I'm looking at the corner. Looking at the ref. Looking at the corner. No one sees this ass whooping. Nobody's going to save this man. No. He is not a professional. Got knocked down five Times in a three-minute round. The second knockdown put him through the ropes. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, well. Jack Reese is like, you got to show me something. He's like, I'm showing you something. I'm showing you they fucking me up. And I use the word they on purpose because at a certain point, you're not getting up by one. It's like, I don't know who all these motherfuckers coming for me are. They all put me on my ass. And his corner was like, let's go, McBroom. I'm like, yo. Oh, my God. He had like his personal photographer next to me. Oh, he had to turn his shit off. Yo, you can hear him in the background of some of my videos. He's like, Austin, don't go out, Austin. And then it's just like, like pleading with him. Austin McBrew's brother, who had fought early in the night, is behind me. He's damn near in tears. After the third knockdown, people were like, oh, shit. I wonder what Chris Brown was thinking. Uh, you want me to get in there for you, sir? Chris, Chris Brown probably danced his ass right off to the side. He's like, I'm out of here. Do his little dance. <laughs> Because I feel like Chris Brown doesn't walk places. No. He's he, just, just always dancing and just crumping places. Random backflip. So, yeah, no, Chris Brown quick probably Quick right. aside. Have you been watching the Genuine videos? Oh, my God. What is with the neck thing? The quagmire? Like, he does the quagmire <laughs> shit, but he has the beard and the hair, so he looks yes. utterly ridiculous. The reason why I said that, I was like, is that what Chris Brown's going to be? Hands down. Yeah. He's going to be that guy that does, like, the jump, skip, kick thing? Easily. He's already gone through... 21 different hairstyles. Yeah. All right. I was just wondering. So, the, so yeah, Chris Brown f- dances his way. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> gone by now. So, he's like, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I, I see the writing on the wall here. He's also probably trying to beat traffic. Hell, yeah. Like Where's was. my driver? Yep. Fight's not over. Yes, it is. It's done. He's been down three times. The fifth one. He's out. Yeah. Cold. The entire stadium just goes, <gasps> oh. 
like there's no awing in boxing. No. I was like, who the like, oh, this is all you guys first fight, huh? Yep. And this is when I was where it's like Gib raised his hands, like, yeah, I'm the champion. I'm like, Gib, ain't nobody cheering for you. No, they they did not come here for you. Nobody came here for you. I was like, it's one hell of a knockout. <clears throat> Went crazy for us on social and sports center and everything. I was like, damn, Austin McBroom. That's the equivalent of Jay-Z putting somebody on a summer jam screen. Yeah, but you ain't never living that down. Like it's a wrap. The worst part about it is like, you own this shit? You and you let that man put his hands on you like that? It's a wrap for the promotion. Yeah, it's like yeah, ain't no social gloves, it's a Neeson gloves now. That's <laughs> big nose, big nose gloves. That's funny. Oh, no, nah, but fun event. If you guys haven't seen that knockout, well worth your time. Yeah. Getting knocked out in front of rappers and celebs, though. I mean, the worst part is look, so Canelo Triple G will probably have like what, 15,000, 16,000 people? Yep. And a lot of people have phones out and shit like that, but they don't have followers. Yep. All these people have huge social media followers. Every single one. So they IG live like everybody saw it get knocked out. <laughs> Way more people saw it on TikTok and Instagram live and Twitter than watching the arena and on pay-per-view combined. Easy. Wait, was it pay-per-view? It was, it was on fight. That's right. I watched yeah. it on fight. Yeah. Uh, that's embarrassing. Horribly embarrassing. And everybody's got their own commentary and shit. Because nobody <laughs> really cares about anybody. Right? Like, the influencers, they're here to influence. They're not here to like It's you all know. about numbers. Yeah, it's like, oh, how do I talk shit about my friend now? Yep. So just saying you were there when he got bodied. I was walking to the Uber after, and people were cutting, like, live promos to their IG and TikToks and Snapchats. Like, oh, Austin was my dude, but he got knocked the fuck out. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn. Well, it's lonely at night for Austin McBro. Yeah, it is. Oh. I say that, that as soon as he got knocked out, you know, like the rappers, when they rap you out, they sit ringside? Yeah. YG and Tiger look at each other, gave each other the tap and the head nod. <laughs> <laughs> and they were gone. Like, yo, there's no standing next to you. There's no, what up, homie? You all right? No. They were out. Give me a locker room check on you. Celebrities are cold-blooded. Make sure my check is in the mail. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess they get paid for that. Well, yeah, I'm sure, I, you know, the cash app it. Cash out me my money. Yeah, cash out me you my bread. <laughs> after, <sighs> after your little nap in the ring, cash out me my money. So now, yeah, the rappers, all that stuff, they're a different breed. You know, it actually jogs my memory. LA rappers in the news cycle. I can't believe we didn't lead with this. But PNB Rock, um, who I'm going to say, rest in peace, I only knew one song by him. Selfish? Yes. Yeah. But the kids really like him, I guess. Yeah. And I saw that news coming back. I don't know where I was. I think I was Canelo Grand Arrivals. <clears throat> when was that it news, Tuesday? Tuesday, I, I think. And yeah. like the news break, I'm like, oh, he got shot. Like, oh, that's crazy. You know, people get shot kind of. It's LA. I thought like a rapper was shot. And then it was the quickest turnaround of like, yo, now he's passed away. He's no longer with us. Then as details came out, I was like, out of Roscoe's? At- the one on Pico, right? I've been to that one. The Hood Roscoe. Yeah. So their waffles slap different. If they no do. one's been to like Roscoe, like that one, that Obama special is yeah. top notch. So there's a couple things, right? Unfortunately, it's, it's this thing where we got this rampant rapper death thing that's going on. Rappers just keep getting shot. But the blame started to go to his girlfriend, the girl he was with, for posting a picture in the location. And I was like, really? That's, that's what you guys are going to pick on right now? 
Y'all be showing y'all location everywhere y'all go. Because the funny thing People is... People are normal, though. But what I'm saying, he posted a video of him being at Roscoe's in the parking lot. Yep. And then she posted it. But to blame her for this, it's like, why don't y'all blame the dude that shot him? Hands down. That walked into the Roscoe's and killed this man over some jewelry. And so Royce59 did the Joe Bunny podcast a couple months ago. And Joe said, I mean, Royce said something that, that stuck with me. He was like, you want to know why we keep dying? There's no code in hip hop. There's no like, don't do that. You don't do that. Like the only person who gets respect is like Jay Prince. That's it. Yep. But everybody else is like free game. Like we don't respect our elders. We don't respect the culture. We don't like Roy said, if there was a code, Nipsey still be here. Like, we don't do that. No. In his hood, he's untouched. Yeah. Like you don't do that. Like and even, that's the code of the streets. Right. Like, there's not even a streets code. There's the, but there's no code in hip-hop that protects rappers. Like, there's nothing there. So everybody's free game. Everybody's on the fr- same level. The social media makes everybody touchable. Yeah. So, yeah, of course I'm going to say, yo, if you're a celebrity, stop dropping your location and daring people to come see you. For one, stop flossing your jewelry. Jay Prince put up a post that said, um, don't s- swing cheese in front of rats unless you got a trap. Because you, they're coming to eat your cheese. Motherfucker's poetic. Jay <laughs> Prince. Jay Prince. <laughs> soon as Jay Prince said it, people were like, ah, I'm not going to rob nobody man. else. Yeah. <laughs> but he don't get robbed. Hell no. Tell you that much. But this PNB Rock, I think it was 30. Yep. And it's another one gone. Over, Got robbed for some jewelry that somebody's going to pawn and get half the price of that jewelry because it's custom jewelry. A pawn shop was like, what am I going to do with this? Yep. They ain't going to make no money off this like nickels and coins that we got another per- person slain. But everybody's coming at this girlfriend. I'm like, yo. You're ruining that, that young lady's life by blaming her for his death. Oh, yeah. She's already traumatized. Yeah, like, yo, she just had to watch somebody walk into a Roscoe's and open fire in front of everybody. No questions asked. Robbed him. And you're gonna, then you're going to go and be blame her? Like, what's wrong with y'all? Celebrity culture is weird, man. And I think celebrities are now at the point where because of Twitter and because of social media, the degrees of separation shrink even more. Because everybody thinks they know you because they follow you on social media. I have people that follow me on social media and think they know me. Like, dog, you don't know me. You know nothing about me. But it makes everybody feel like they can be touched. And somebody didn't like PNB Rocks or some whatever and wanted to rob them and went into a Roscoe's and killed them. I mean, that's... And some celebs just have no clue that they're celeb. Like, again, he is our boy. Yeah. And be like, yo, E, you can't be walking. That's when he was does. champion, like, yo, E, you can't walk. Like, not on some, like, really exaggerated type shit like this. Um, like, no, not worst case scenario. Well, you, like, look, but just in general. Let's be clear. Like, we just care about you. If you run up on Big E and you try to rob him, you ain't getting nothing. No. no. <laughs> you getting a real busted wallet. Yep. And at that time, a suitcase with a string. string. Yeah, that's all you get. You're going to be pissed <laughs> off. What's in the briefcase? Nothing. Yes, air. <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all. But, uh, but um, yeah, but like, that's the thing. It's like yeah. celebrity culture is very, people want to get robbed. I mean, people get robbed. I saw GSP coming in here. Yeah, he was here. From the parking lot. Yep. Dolo. Walking. Yeah. It's GSP. Well, this, but again, there's a code. Like, people aren't no. going to run up to rob GSP. At all. Or rappers? Again, MMA, even MMA fans, like, they ain't going to do him like that. It's, it's, it's sad, man. A lot it's, of jealousy in rap. Oh, yeah. It's built off of envy. It's unfortunate. So, it's like when, you know, YG and all those cats show up to fights, you know, they jump in the, with their driver and they leave. Quick. You can't just, like... Can't even enjoy it. Nah. Like, I've, you know... 
Me and Top Dog went to Roscoe's. But right, Top ain't carrying a bunch of money or flossing. Like, we ain't tweeting where we at. We at Roscoe's eating. Like, it's the code is the like, don't tell people where I'm at. That's the key. Like, he ain't got to tell me. Like, when me and when Top meet up, we just go. Because what am I doing? Like, yo, I'm at Roscoe's with Top Dog. Yo, a lot of people do that. I can't. It, it, like, I don't tweet about where I'm at half the time. Yeah. It's, and drop the location for what? I don't need y'all to know I'm eating chicken and waffles. I do that shit any day of the week. Yeah, and I have a bunch of reckless at hot takes and like nah, I talk slick and greasy sometimes. <laughs> I've done offered to slap a grown ass man several times on this show. <laughs> so yeah, and I can't drop my location anywhere. Nah. So it's and that's just on the smallest of scales. So it, it's crazy to see that young rappers, man, young rappers, not on some gang shit. Like before we were growing up, like in rap, rapper get killed. It's like, all right, you on some real gang shit. You were yeah. selling drugs. like You had enemies. Yes, like real deal enemies. Like you done some shit to cross some people. This is just somebody like PNB Rock. There was a video going around. He just jumped on the IG Live, shared the screen with some dude. Dude, a nobody dude. And it was just like, well, fuck you. Well, fuck you. Pull up then. Where you at? That's the worst line ever. <laughs> I'm not stop telling you. people to pull up. Nah, or spin the block. Yeah, like stop, 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 stop saying that. Pull up then. What? You ain't prepared. At all. So, it's senseless, man. It's or are you going to shoot them? You going to jail? Right. Uh, I just wish this shit would stop happening, man. Because it's only in our culture. You don't hear about Mick Jagger shooting fucking Steven Tyler? No. <laughs> like, it, I mean, it's, it's fun. It, but it, you don't hear that shit. Nah. Like, what are, what are we doing? We got to protect our culture. To be fair, it's not older people getting shot. No, it's young cats. It's young people shooting other young people. I mean, it's true. They but- feel like everyone's a peer. It's it's too much, man. It's sad. It's sad, but it is another one due to recklessness. It makes no no damn sense. But someone who had everything to lose and a bright future taken out by someone who has nothing, <laughs> nothing to lose. Right. Just horrible, horrible things. So let's hit the break. We're gonna come right back, and we're actually gonna go through the entire Canelo Triple G three card. Give our official predictions. Talk a little bit more about fight week and atmosphere going on here. Before we get out of here. So don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. All right, everybody. Just that quick. We are back. And it's all about Canelo. All about Triple G. All about the trilogy. Right here in Las Vegas. Going down T-Mobile Arena on Saturday. Dre, the atmosphere really ain't atmosphering yet. No, it's, as we're recording it, it's Thursday. The press conference, however, they did let fans in. And there was a long-ass line outside of Cobb yeah. The grand arrivals were like yeah. a good amount of little fans. But the city ain't about it. No. It's weird because this fight is as big as, it's, it's, it's two years too late, right? Yes. Should have happened a few years ago. Canelo made Gennady wait for four years for a rematch. He waited until the man turned 40. It's lost some steam because of that. And, like, you don't hear, like, them talking about it on ESPN First Take. You don't hear about it on Fox. Like, you don't, you don't see them doing the media rounds. Because like, Canelo lost. That took a lot of steam. It did. It did. But, I mean, the, for, but I, I'll say this. I've said this a million times. And we'll talk about everything else. I'm going to jump right into this because, the atmosphere, it's going to be, it's Mexican Independence Day weekend. It's still going to be a big weekend. It's still going to be a lot of fans there. For ticket sales are a little slower 
You can get stuff on the secondary market, on the first market, still right now. Yes. This fight reminds, I, I've said it a lot. This fight reminds me of Marcus Pacquiao 4. Oh, like the trap fight? Everything, everything about it. I was going through all of this. And so when Pacquiao, after his third, second fight with Marquez, mm-hmm. he started going up through weight classes. Yep. Collecting belts. He uh, made history, all that shit. And then he lost to Tim Bradley. And who do you fight next? Juan Manuel Marquez. Yep. What did Marquez do? Fucking smoked him. But heading into that fight, there were a few things that happened. Marcus didn't have a lot of fights in between. Pacquiao was fighting everybody. All the time. Constantly. Yeah. Margarito, Cotto. Like, he fought every... He was just crushing people. Then he lost to Tim Bradley. Uh, between that, what Gennady and Triple G, uh, Triple G and Canelo don't have is... Gotta remember, Pacquiao Marquez 3, everybody thought Marquez won that fight. Yep. Just like Canelo Triple G won. Everybody thought he won that fight. So you go to Marcus Pacquiao 4. Pacquiao was a 3-1 to one favorite. Everybody thought, oh, this is a revenge fight. He's just taking this fight because he's pissed off he's lost to Tim Bradley. He's going to smoke Marquez. Everybody thought Marquez was over the hill. Pacquiao was the bigger star. And the fight started off quick. And then Marquez slept him. Yeah, and Pacquiao was like dominating until he ran into him. That's the well, first. Well, no, they both went down. That was the <laughs> first fight. yeah. Marquez went down. Yeah. Pacquiao went to jump on him to like end it. Yeah, he got caught. Got caught. Walking in. But that was the first fight I ever covered as like a member of the boxing media. That, that's crazy. First that was my first fight. I had just gotten kicked out of my house in Kansas City. Moved here. <laughs> and I covered that fight two days later. So so he, so the, there you have the big underdog. You have the Marquez was considered to be over the hill. Yep. You have Pacquiao coming off of a loss. You have the three to one favorite. You have a rivalry where... Everybody thought Marquez won three of those fights. People were like, Marquez could be 3-0. Because the yep. first fight ended in a draw. Marquez went down three times in the first round. Still, still ended up with a draw. The next two fights, the third fight especially, people thought Marquez won. Second fight was really close. Pacquiao dropped Marquez in the second fight. And I think that ended up being the difference. It was. <coughs> Just like Canelo Triple G, yeah. I had Marquez winning every fight. Heading into that fourth fight, I was like, ah, Pacquiao's going to beat him. He's, he's old. He's over the hill. So as this fight started to materialize, Canelo's coming off a loss. He had moved up in weight, become an undisputed super middleweight champion and a light heavyweight champion. Meanwhile, Golovkin just kind of sat around and waited for him. Like, he hasn't been that active at he all. He only fought four fights. Yep. Steve Rose, Sergey Derevchenko, uh, uh, Murata, and I forgot the other guy's name. Murata is the most recent. I can't remember. Might be, yeah, three. No, there's four. four. There's four fights. Three knockouts and the Derevchenko fight. Four fights in four years. And he wasn't motivated. Marquez had a fight in between the third and fourth Pacquiao fights. He wasn't motivated. Then when the fourth fight came, I remember sitting with Marquez. And it was like, you could tell it was different. Yes, he was motivated, air quotes. Well, his back was motivated. (laughs) His back was... I gave it to that... Fight ginormous. His shit was bumping like Miami 808 space, man. Like, his <laughs> shit was thumping. Like, his back, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's juice of the gills. But the whole thing was, heading, heading into this fight, I'm getting those same vibes. Everybody thinks Canelo's going to knock out Triple G. I don't think so. 
Everybody thinks that Lufkin's 40. He's done. 40 is different now than it was like 15 years ago. Yep. I think this fight's going to be a lot closer than people think. Do you think Triple G can win a decision? Yes. Here's why. Canelo's output has decreased every fight over the past four or five years. Dimitri Bivol, like, here's Canelo's game plan for all of his fights now. If you watch him, this is what he does. I'm going to pick my spots. I'm going to break you down. And I'm going to eventually stop you. It worked with Caleb Plant. Yep. Worked with Billy Joe Saunders. He just beat Callum Smith's arms until he couldn't punch anymore. Worked with Sergey Kovalev. Because Canelo's upper body movement is defense and he's accurate. So he can pick his spots. But he's not very active. He lost like most of the rounds that Kovalev took before he knocked him out. But what happens if you can't knock him out? That's Dimitri what we Bivol, just saw. Yep. Dimitri Bivol, he was like, I'll just outwork you. Golovkin has never been outgunned in a fight. Even the Canelo fights, he's never been outpunched. So if Canelo can't hurt him or have his way with him, and if that punch output dips, and now Canelo's like blaming it because he couldn't run, I don't believe that shit. There's more to do with you. He went back to eating meat. He's no longer a vegan, which holds merit. You should not be a vegan competing in combat sports or any high-energy sports. It's tough. Your body doesn't work that. But when your punch output dips, it's two things. One is ego. Because you think you can do what you want, when you want, and the, the opponent's just going to crumble. But Bivol was like, I'm here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to throw punches. And it, you could see it. Like, in the ninth round, Canelo's face was like, I can't get rid of this guy. There's nothing I can do with him. But Canelo's going to this fight thinking, I'm going to knock out Triple G. He said it like four or five times. I'm going to knock him out. Golovkin's never been knocked out. No. Now, he got hurt against Derevchenko to the body, which everybody takes away from, but at the same time, Canelo didn't, I mean, Triple G didn't want to be in that fight. He's been waiting for Canelo for four years. And they give him fights because, you remember, he signs with the zone. The zone tells him, because I work there, I see this shit happen. When you sign here, you get in the Canelo fight. Canelo's like, no, he's not. It's not in my contract. It's in his contract. Yep. And he made him wait all these years. Canelo said it this week. The only reason I'm fighting Golovkin is because I'm contractedly obligated to do so. He didn't want to fight him. So Golovkin had to go fight. Derevchenko was like, I want to be here. Yep. Now he wants to be here. He's never been knocked out. Canelo doesn't throw a lot of punches. Gennady does. Still. This is a recipe for disaster for Canelo. He should win this fight. Yeah, I thought he would knock him out. I mean, we've been saying it for years. The longer it goes for Triple G, yeah. the more of an advantage Canelo will have. But yeah, stylistically, Canelo is just different. <coughs> if you could promise me he's going to go back to the high output, no, he hasn't been high output since his output dipped against Arisandi Lara and hasn't been the same since. No, he's no some good stuff. He does not throw over 150 punches in a round. The Jacobs fight, he wasn't busy. Jacobs missed. Jacobs only landed 17% of his punches, if I remember. 17 or 20. He did make Jacobs look foolish. He made Jacobs look foolish. The thing that Canelo has to do is he has to step to Triple G again, like he did in the second fight. And even I thought he lost that fight. He has to go to the body. Triple I thought G's, that one was a draw. He's got Triple G's 40, so he has to go to the body. But he has to outwork that man. Because there's two of the judges, uh, Dave Moretti and I forgot who the other judge was in the Bivol fight, are the same two judges in Canelo Triple G3 that scored the fight for Bivol. So they value work rate. They value you can't get him out of here. The other judge that had it for Canelo, he's not part of this shit. <laughs> They're like, you, stay home. Yeah. 
But I think there's a way that Golovkin can win this fight. My only concern is the best concern is that he's 40. I don't know how this is going to play into it. Father time catches everything. Eventually, sooner or later, that stone chin cracks. That granite chin will crack. But, man, the odds have – you can get Golovkin at plus 360, which is like three and a half to one. I'm taking that shit. It's not bad. I've seen worse. I'm taking it. I think Golovkin's got a hell of a chance to win the site. Maybe I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid, but it's just... Live dog. Everything that I've watched, I was just like, I think Canelo should win. He should be the favorite. He's 32. He's made all this history. And I keep going back to Pacquiao Marquez. It's a must win for Canelo Alvarez. Oh, shit, yeah. He ain't leaving there without a win. Look, look, look. Somebody asked me, well, I did, I did my clobbering time podcast, which you can find in Sport News. Um, hey, and I had this conversation. Uh, I had Keith Idick on this week. Who's got more to lose? And at first it was like, Willis Glovkin, because this is all he's wanted. But I was like, if you think about it, Canelo can't afford to lose this fight. No. Because this man is chasing greatness. He's lost to Floyd. He'll never get that win back. It is what it is. Fine. You fought somebody who was more experienced. Best pound for pound fight in the world. It's okay to lose that fight. You fought Dimitri Bivol. You lost. Fine. You climbed a mountain that was too big for you. Yep. And you lost. This is your third fight with Golovkin. You're eight years younger, and you're bringing him up to your weight. You're making him find a one. You have every physical advantage that you could possibly have in this fight. You've made it this way. There's no excuses. There's no excuse. But if you lose this fight, it's over. In terms of right before the Baval fight, we were talking, oh, no, this ain't about Canelo being the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. He's in the conversation, one of the greatest fighters of all time. Which he can still be. But if he loses, it's done. Because <laughs> what it also does is validate Golovkin for the other two fights. Yep. It's like going back and taking your parking ticket. It was like, this ticket's $12. No, it's not. I got parking validation. Boop. I ain't got to pay this shit. <laughs> Them losses don't look the same anymore. Everybody yep. goes, well, shit, Triple G don't want all three of the fights. That's what they'll say. That's yep. exactly what they'll say. Like with Tyson Fury. Canelo's legacy will be in shambles because he's been criticized so much. Ah, uh, he's cherry-picking. These guys aren't nobody. Even though we know Caleb Plant, Billy Joe Saunders, Calum Smith, Sergey Kovalev, they're all somebody's but World-class fighters. The fact of the matter is, you can't beat that man. You couldn't beat him twice before, and now you had every advantage. And then you got to give up the undisputed super middleweight championship to him. Gennady Golovkin wanted to be the undisputed middleweight champion and could have get it done. Yep. Now you're going to make a 40-year-old man go up, and a 40-year-old man becomes the undisputed super middleweight champion? It's over for Canelo. We, it's, it's either you were... Because they're not running it back again. No. I tell you. What did Marquez do? If Triple G wins, he's pulling a Marquez. Yeah. Peace. I'm out. Yeah, he'll... he'll I'll just fight for a fourth time. Fuck you, I'm out. Like, That's it. I, got, no, I did what I had to do. And especially it was poignant. He talked yesterday at media day. Triple G said, this is the last fight on my DAZN deal. Yep. I'd be a promotional free agent. Nobody's giving him the money. DAZN just gave him. No. At 40 years old. Especially if he loses. If he wins, sure he's a star. Maybe, maybe they'll give him that money to fight Benavidez or Charlo. Yeah. Maybe. Charlo fight, I think, will happen if he wins. I think Benavidez gets the fight before Charlo. Because he's champ at 168, not 160. I wouldn't take that fight. Here, real quick, here's why. But they'll pay him a lot to they let Benavidez sparred. beat the brakes off. They sparred when Benavidez was 16. 17. Because Benavidez sparred everybody in Abel Sanchez's camp. 
Now, I remember this because I went, it, uh, when I was working with Jay-Z's Life of Times, we did a documentary on Golovkin. Went to Golovkin's camp. This is right after the Rosado fight. And I was like, Abel, who else do you have in your camp? And he was like, well, I got this kid named David Benavidez. He's 17 and nobody can put him down. He's like, they beat the fuck out of him. And he just keeps coming back. All these years later, David Benavides, he can't wait for that fight. Yep. I would, if I'm Gennady, I was like, I don't want you. They'll give him some money for the Benavides fight. The Charlo fight, they'll give him yeah. real money. Yeah. But outside of that, nobody's paying you nothing. So they're not paying you what you're getting there. Yo, I'm out. He's done. Dispersing all these belts. Canelo, this is my last F you to you. Go belt collect again. Go chase. Because you can't run this back. He's done. Dude. You're not getting the W off of me. I'm walking. And Marquez is living off of that. Yeah. Pacquiao win. Because Marquez. Can't tell him shit. Marquez knocked out Pacquiao. Then he went and fought and lost to Tim Bradley. And I'll never forget this because I was looking at Marquez that week and I was talking to Nacho Berenstein. And I was like, there's no way you could possibly be as motivated for this fight as, as the Pacquiao fight. Nacho was like, ah. And the reality is, is like, if you're Golovkin, there's nothing left. It's all downhill. You've done everything. Like, you just became the undisputed champion. Beating your net. There's nothing left. No. Time to go home. I'm done. Let Canelo be pissed for the rest of his life. Official prediction from you before we get out. I'm picking Golovkin by decision. <laughs> uh, today, all week I've been picking Canelo. Right now I'm picking Golovkin. I'm by picking decision. Canelo by decision. I used to think it was Canelo by knockout. I don't think it was Gustavo. Golovkin's last performance was really fucking yeah, he went out, but and that was the thing. I talked to Jonathan Banks, and I was like, the Murata fight, was that basically Golovkin knowing that he was getting Canelo? He was like, yeah. That was the first time that Golovkin went in the fight and knew, it was like, well, after you beat him, you have Canelo, contract's done. That guy's fighting Canelo? I don't know. So I'm picking Golovkin. I don't care. If I'm wrong, it is what it is, because I think Canelo should win this fight. But, man, all the signs is telling me that this, this is it. The end of Canelo Alvarez. Grand opening, grand closing. This was Boxer of the year last year. He cleared won. out an entire division in a year. And 0-2 in 2022. That'd be some shit. I'd be stunned. It, Canelo will still fight. He'll still get world titles back. But th- that'll be his Ken Norton. Like Muhammad Ali, just he, fucking Ken Norton was a problem. <laughs> he was like, I can't beat this fucking yeah. guy. I, I get these narrow-ass decisions. That he broke my jaw the first time. And that's what it is. Canelo will continue to fight, but... For his whole life, he'll be known as, hey, you couldn't beat that Kazakh dude. Yeah. That, who's, every year that big goes by. Big drama show. Big drama show starting to look more and more like Julio Cesar Chavez. You look at Golovkin in his face. His face. You're like, hey, man, you're a Mexican on us? He's one of the greatest Mexican fighters ever. He, yeah. Golovkin. Mexican Mexicans style. love Triple G. Yep. So he might have more fans in the arena than Canelo. Come yeah. fight night. Also, Bam Rodriguez fighting on this card. Yes. If y'all paying for this pay-per-view, actually watch it. Gabe Rosado. Gabe Rosado. Ben Rodriguez is like, the kid is like, what, 23, 22? 22 years old still. And he'll get the winner of Estrada versus Chocolatito, which is happening in December. Watch Bam. He's going to kill this man. Oh, hands down. He just he's destroyed this guy, Soren Visay. So he's yep. he's coming in. This is an exhibition. Mark Castro's on this card. Austin Ammon Williams is on yeah. this card. It's uh, a loaded card. I interviewed Bam yesterday. And the first thing that popped out was me. One, he's he's a kid. He's and like, he had like braces and like he's just like a, a happy ass kid, like just happy to be there. But he's like, yeah, he's like, I study like all these like fighters from like the past and recent. He was like, really? I like boxing. And he was like, I just watched tons of boxing. He was like, I went into uh, the last fight 
Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, I knew it was a Southpaw. So Southpaw versus Southpaw matchup. He was like, I just watched Shakur Stevenson versus Jamel Herring for like a week. It's crazy, man. And he was like, all those angles, all the stuff you saw, like I got that from Shakur and then I just put power behind. He was yeah. like, I watch Lomachenko constantly. I watch all these fights. I was like, yo, this kid's um, like a library. Yeah, Bam is, Bam is the truth. Bam, there's a picture of Bam and Virgil Ortiz floating around. It's like from 10 years ago and they're both children. <laughs> Like, God, they're children. They're mowing people that. down. I think uh, Barack Best uh, from Ock and Barack posted on his social media. Okay. Yeah, I got to grab that from Barack. But uh, yeah, no, nah, man. It's going to be one hell of a fight. One hell of a fight weekend. So make sure you guys enjoy it. Be entertained. So much more boxing coming up in the next weeks and months. It is going to be fun. Next week, when we talk boxing, Shakur Stevenson will be fighting. So we'll recap everything happening this weekend. Preview the Shakur Stevenson fight. In his title defense in Newark, New Jersey, I'll actually be flying out there for that fight. So that's a Friday night fight. Yeah. Crazy enough. So we're bringing the vibes back on ESPN. That should be fun. In the meantime, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast. At Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter. At Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Follow the Corner Podcast on YouTube. See our pretty faces. Shout out to everyone in the booth. Nasty Nestor. Holding it down. Making sure we look good today. Antoine behind the boards again. Antoine took time away from his busy schedule, making the best beats in the world, doing everything else to come and bless uh, the podcast again. So it's great having Antoine in the building. From Blue Wire Studios here in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas, you guys stay safe. Don't drop your locations. We appreciate you all. Till next time, we're out. Peace.